709 on CJAD. Welcome to today's Entrepreneur, a program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, and we welcome back Josh Miller of Fuller Landau. Josh, welcome back. It's been a nice summer. It's our fourth season now on today's Entrepreneur. Hello, Dan, and it's great to be back. Fantastic summer, and what better way to start off with a business that's 65 years old that everybody is really looking forward to going to see they've done some renovations in their home or they're about to and it's a great way to kick off but the summer dan you know entrepreneurs love and hate the summer why do they love and hate the summer it's very simple they love the summer because you know it's it's people are, are a little more relaxed it's a little calmer it's a uh, you know they can get things done a little bit more they can focus on their business and look ahead and why do they hate the summer because nobody does very much in the summer <laughs> It's tough to get th things moving forward. Uh, but notwithstanding that, the gentlemen that are here tonight, uh, John and Matt Auger from C&M Textiles, they didn't waste their summer. They were busy during their summer. You're going to hear all about that. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us, Josh. Thanks for coming in. So, guys, uh, maybe first tell us a little bit about C&M Textiles. It's a name that's really familiar to CJD's audience. Uh, tell us what you do and how long you've been doing it for. Well, CNM Textiles has been around, like Josh said, for over 65 years. We are a fabric store that specializes in custom drapery, bedding, custom blinds, motorization, etc. Okay. Has your product and services changed over the years? I mean, I know you haven't been there 65 years, it's previous generations, but has that developed or kind of reinvented itself over the years? I think we uh, we initially started off uh, as uh, a lot of dress fabrics and a lot of uh, you know fabrics for apparel and um, uh, costume making and all that uh, kind of stuff and we've uh, we've grown to have more of a of a home decor um, priority in in the store it, it grew over the years it wasn't as uh, prominent back in my grandfather's times but now uh, our home decor fabrics has uh, has been a large part of our business and. Uh, it continues to be uh, to be popular. Now, you guys, as we said, you know, it's 65 years old, and we've had the pleasure, uh, you know, a, a couple of seasons ago of having your uh, your dad and your uncle on uh, on the show, uh, Peter. This is the next generation. How did you guys get into this business? Where was the beginning for you? Well, I started when I was uh, when I was 15 years old um, after a. Uh, a career in the MLB uh, wasn't going to happen. I uh, decided to uh, to work into the family business and I started from the from the ground up. So my my daily routine uh, consisted of uh, getting in in the morning, sweeping the floors, um, getting uh, fabrics for clients because we have all the roles in the second and third levels of the of the store. So anytime a customer wanted fabrics, I'd be called upon to go get the roll, cut fabric, uh, and uh, basically, uh, basically do more most of uh, more of the maintenance uh, aspect. And uh, I did I did that for uh, close to four years before I uh, got promoted to the uh, to handle the wholesale uh, aspect of the business. We do have uh, satellite stores uh, in Quebec and uh, and a few across Canada that carry our full line of fabrics. And that draw from uh, from the inventory in our Montreal warehouse. So I, I serviced uh, all those stores and uh, filled orders and, and shipped and received and all that. John, did you have a similar <clears throat> entry into the business? You kind of started also from the ground. Def definitely. That's the uh, that's you got to pay your dues. And uh, we all started from the ground up. 
and uh, eventually, you know, from learning all the inventory and uh, all the qualities of fabrics, you eventually evolve into sales. It's very important to know the product before you sell it, and because we're based on customer service, you know, our, you know, we we wanted to make sure that we had enough background in order to to be able to sell, and then we took that knowledge with us uh, to to our second store. Before we get to the second store, you know, there's the evolution of roles. You know, in any family business, you have the, the, the fathers of the previous generation that, you know, the kids come in and, and what do the kids do? Where are their roles? Where do they develop? From that wholesale, was, it, was that something that was guided, that was said, you, you know, in your case, Matt, going to wholesale, was you were going to go do that or did, that, did you choose to take that route? I, I sort of, uh, I sort of uh, persuaded... Uh persuaded a more active role in the business and uh, that was something that I could uh, that uh, I could I could have seen myself doing and uh, I, I started off slowly and getting help from my uncle and my father and uh, and um, it really helped uh, help me know uh, every single one of the fabrics we, uh, we we stocked because I had to sample all the stores so one after the other I was invoicing for the same fabrics and I'd see the same fabrics every day uh, you know, countless times. So it really uh, allowed me to know our full product line, which is the number one key in in eventually selling. So that was a, a good building block for uh, for becoming a, a salesperson and to uh, and a consultant in home decor. When you're talking about family business, and you have several members of the family, <laughs> there's no doubt that roles play a huge huge part of it. And who dictates those roles and how you get there is really interesting in how the company develops. When we come back from the break, and even before we get to the first expansion store, we'll kind of talk a little bit about, you know, father, son, uncle, nephew, and a little bit how they interrelated. And uh, John and Matthew Auger from CNM Textiles are guests on Today's Entrepreneur. It's 719. Welcome back to Today's Entrepreneur, inspiring stories from outstanding business people. Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, back for our fourth season. Monday nights at 7 here on CJAD and Josh on the program tonight. Jonathan and Matthew Auger from CNM Textiles. Uh, many generations in this business, and this comes up frequently on the program, Josh, uh, because it can, um, in a sense, be great for the business, certainly by producing loyalty and, and family values, but some drama may ensue sometimes, right? And there are so many different areas and aspects to run a business. How do you divvy those roles up and who takes what and is it the first generation you know and part of it you know there's a control aspect to it that i'm sure every part of the family goes and some passes on the generation of control or not so interested to hear from from john and matt how did how did the roles progress and how did i guess putting it bluntly when did your fathers stop treating you like kids well we basically had to you know take the initiative and kind of force ourselves into the proper meetings and force ourselves, you know, prove, prove to them that we were ready to handle some of the tasks besides the tasks that they were delegating to us. Obviously, it was it's a bit of a challenge when you're used to, you know, first of all, with the amount of employees we do have doing great jobs and with the amount of generation families working within the store, it's very hard to make your place and, you know, to break routines. So without us kind of fighting fighting for our you know our rights to you know have decisions and and prove to them that we 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 could our, our you know our voice could be valued and we you know we've we've been earning our stripes we've been learning the products we've been learning how the store runs so we kind of had to you know push ourselves into those meetings now what what happened the first time that you disagreed with either of your fathers 
Did that work well? Did you talk it out? How did that work? Well, it worked. Unless uh, you never disagree with them, which well, we I don't kind really of. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think of a time where I uh, we we sort of we sort of. Uh, I mean, we have a great deal of respect for our fathers, so. Um, you know, a lot of times, especially early on in our careers, we'd sort of defer to what, what they thought. And, uh, you know, if they think that it should be done this way, then, you know, we're going to go along with it. Uh, you know, even if we had sort of reservations about it or even slight reservations about it. But I find uh, that, especially now, we're a lot more vocal on, on the direction of uh, where we want our business to go. So Jonathan and I are very, uh, very involved in in. in all the decision makings across our three stores, and um, so we, we definitely put a lot more input and uh, into our fathers. Uh, Was there a turning point? At what stage did you find that they did start? Uh, I, you know, maybe listening more is a bad term, but you know where they really started to get more of your input. Well, the moment they, uh, we, and they agreed upon a second location, you know, at first they were reluctant. When the store first opened in Ottawa, they, they, you know, they kind of had a plan where, you know, Matthew and I would handle most of the tasks, the day-to-day operations. But, you know, either uh, my father or my uncle would, would be checking in physically by showing up to the store once a week or spending a couple of nights. But, you know, that was all planned, but it actually never, ever happened. So they kind of... We're still waiting for them to visit. Yeah. <laughs> they, they kind of, you know, allowed us to grow and allowed us to, you know whether we were doing great or whether we had to learn from our mistakes, they kind of gave us the reins and we kind of took it upon ourselves and, you know, this, you know, communicated well with each other and learnt, learnt on our own. And they were always there for advice and for consult, but they never actually showed up. And I think that that probably in, in hindsight was the best possible thing that could happen because we, we didn't have our, uh, our, our fathers to, to rely on to make, uh, to make decisions. So Jonathan and I had to, um, had to start from the ground up and make uh, make all all mistakes that were going to happen on our own and learn from them and uh, and uh, well thank thank goodness there w- weren't many mistakes but uh, you know it gave us a chance to really really figure out for ourselves and how to how to run a store from from uh, from A to Z so it was probably the best thing that could happen was it predetermined that you guys would get into the family business not yeah. predetermined actually they they kind of not so much push us away, but they were encouraging us to, you know, continue on with our education and pursue careers elsewhere before, you know, before starting, because I'm sure they felt that they knew that the moment we would start working there, it would probably mean that we would stay. And not that that was a bad thing, but they really wanted us to experience, you know, everything else before that was our final decision. And, you know, it just turned out that, you know, it's either it's in our blood or it's just what we love to do. And, you know, by them delegating more and more roles to us, it just became our passion as well. CNM Textiles, uh, Jonathan and Matthew Auger on today's Entrepreneur. More on the other side. Welcome back on the program this evening, Jonathan and Matthew Matthew Auger from CNM Textiles. And uh, Josh, this is a business that is uh, expanding. It is. And before we get to their latest location at Cartier d'Istrant, let's start at the first location that the boys kind of took it on their own. And that's Ottawa. You had mentioned Ottawa as being, you know, your guys, your first foray out on your own, a brand new C&M store beyond, way well beyond the St. Hubert location that it's come to know for. Tell us a little bit about that and kind of one of the few, or some of the few really important items that you learned when opening that store. Well, we definitely learned uh, a few things with regards to communication and customer service. 
So we, we definitely learned to have to take on the responsibility of handling all the good clients and also, you know, any problems that would arise with some of the uh, employees' clients. And we, we had to be the decision makers on, you know, how do we proceed from there? We learned definitely uh, the hardships of either finding staff or, you know, definitely delegating and relying on the staff that you have. We came from a background of, you know, the owners will do everything in the store. They're there 60 hours a week and, you know, they're basically not giving as much power to the to the to the employees whereas Matthew myself with our new stores you know we had to really learn to put faith and trust in the staff that we have and allow them to you know take some of the reins as well did you lean on the previous generation or did you really feel you had to prove to make it on your own probably that we had to prove to make it on our own because they they it was new not only was it new for us to have a new location but CNM in, you know, 60 some odd years had only had one big destination store. They had never had a multiple location business and a different concept where it's not cut and carry. It's you have a showroom concept with, you know, ordering from the inventory. So so did you reinvent yourself in Ottawa? Was it very different than the St. Hubert store that had existed for so many years? Well, it's a different uh, it's a different setup as far as the as far as the home decor department uh goes i mean the fabric not not having people are used to seeing the bolts and you know rummaging and uh, whipping out the yards and uh, you know it, it it's a different concept uh, in that it's it was more of a showroom feel and a uh, lot, lot cleaner a lot of people uh, a lot of people liked the way it was organized on on samples uh, and uh, our delivery on the fabrics is was short so it uh, it was really the the concept that we had to that we we tried out and and, and it's worked what worked in the St. Hubert store that you absolutely had to keep from an operations or, you know, client standpoint in Ottawa? Customer service, absolutely. Because if you don't, especially when you're in a new market, in a new city, of course, there was certain clients in Ottawa that had heard of CNM and knew of CNM, but the majority of people in the city, you know, we were new to them. So had we just opened up a random store with the same beautiful quality fabrics, but didn't have the customer service to follow follow that it probably would never have worked and cnm's history for the past 65 years has always been customer service number one yeah don't i mean don't forget we're not selling uh we're not selling jeans off the rack or sweatshirts or this and that i mean you're trying to convince um we're trying to convince people to uh to do a whole wall of fabric and now you're taking that experience and bringing it to distante which is where we're going to explore next when we come back so more expansion with uh, John and Matthew Auger from CNM Textiles and advice for today's entrepreneur and advice for your IT uh, the, uh, sector of your business. So that's all coming up on today's entrepreneur at 7.30. Welcome back to today's entrepreneur, a program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. Dan Delmar and Fuller Landau's Josh Miller back for a fourth season here Monday nights on CJAD. And our guests this evening, Jonathan Ma and Matthew Auger from CNM Textiles. Uh, family business has been around for a long time. I'm sure many of our CJD audience is familiar with it. And uh, guys, you're expanding. You've expanded to Ottawa, and you're going uh, where a lot of Quebec retailers are going, and that is to the south shore of Montreal and the Quartier d'Istrande, as it's known. Tell us uh, why you decided to go to that uh, to that hotspot right now, and why you think so many people are heading there. Well, I think uh, you said it first and foremost. It's, it is a hotspot, and for those of you that uh, have not driven out to the South Shore and seen the Quartier d'Istrande, if you do, you will know exactly why we chose that location because it's just a, it's a huge, huge retail site, 
and especially our section, it has basically all home decor focused retailers from furniture, furniture to carpets, etc. And, you know, we were, you know, we were reluctant to go to the South Shore because it was relatively unknown to, to Matthew and I and to, you know, to our family. And we had considered other locations, whether it was Laval or the West Island. But, you know, proximity to where our, our original flagship store was a concern as well. And we, once we saw the developments, residential and commercial out on the South Shore, it was just a no-brainer for us. And obviously, the type of clientele we have, it's important for them to be able to park easily and our customers spend, you know, not just 10 minutes in our store. They spend a couple of hours. So it was very important for us. And the center is just so impressive. Now, after going through the experience of opening a store in Ottawa, what knowledge did you take with you when you were opening the store here? Did you have any different issues, whether it was with lease negotiations or anything of the like? Well, I'll tell you, the lease negotiations were uh, probably the most, the biggest learning experience for Jonathan and I. I mean, we... Um, and when we were in negotiations with our uh, with our agent who had found us the location, um, uh, it was uh, I mean looking at it uh, an eighty page booklet of legal jargon that uh, I mean to go through the negotiations was was arduous. I mean it was uh, a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of things that we had to uh, we had to bring you know from from being a, a primarily advantageous to the landlord to at least some concessions to, uh, to, to the retailers. So, um, what was your biggest lesson in all that? Um, I lesson find learned. that, uh, you, you ask and, uh, and you receive. So we, we, we demanded a few things and, uh, and luckily enough, they, um, and kindly enough, they, uh, uh, they obliged. So, um, I was, we were really happy with, with, uh, with what transpired. But get good advice because you know, on the onset, it looks just like a contract that you would think is in, you know, favor of you or them, you know, you, you feel like it's going to be 50-50, but the moment it gets broken down to you by whether it's lawyers or accountants, whoever your your team of advisors are, it's shocking what's uh, what's actually in there and how your rights really aren't protected in any way. I just want to pick on a pick up on a comment you said earlier, um, when it came to Distant, you were around some of your competitors. Did you guys think that would be something that in the end would it, would put you at an advantage to be in that district, that garment district in a way? Well, I think I think uh, being around a few competitors uh, is is healthy because it creates uh, creates a market uh, for people to, uh, to to shop around, and we're we're very confident in our product line and uh, what we have to offer, and and. And the fact that we're exclusive uh, on uh, a vast majority of our of our fabric collection, we're not, um, you know, we're we're, we're confident uh, in our in our position in, in the market for home decor fabrics and stuff. Do you keep tabs on your competition? Like, I mean, do you do you go into their stores? Do you see what they're doing? Do you either try and stay ahead of them or not? How actively do you monitor them? Well, we try to monitor them as much as possible with certain products that we wouldn't be exclusive on necessarily. Uh, in large part, a lot of our custom blind division, our home automation division, you know, there's a lot of different retailers or a lot of different, whether it's installers, kind of trying to get into our market and take a share of our market. So we try to ensure that with the volumes we do, we always offer the same or if not better products at a, at a much better value and a much better price. But, you know, it's very hard to control what one other person is going to sell and at what price. But whether it's driving, whether we go to their websites or we actually go to the actual locations and see, we always try to make sure that whatever promotions are out there, we're always, we know it before the customers do and we could offer better if possible. Now, when you're building a store, 
and you're starting new and you're having SKUs and you're, you have all the leaseholds, I imagine that financing or starting up with, you know, a certain amount of working capital, a certain amount of dollars can be difficult for some startup businesses. Now, this is a third location, so maybe it was easier. Perhaps you can recount a little bit of how that worked for you and maybe what you learned different in this store versus previous ones. Well, in the Ottawa location, it was, like you said, a very new experience for all of us involved in the CNM family. And uh, we just assumed that, you know, whatever worked for St. Hubert would work in any other location, but it's not the case. The Ottawa market was completely different. However, we still took on a huge inventory on, based on the first assumption that whatever we sold in Montreal would sell there. And, you know, it kind of hindered us in the first few years. And we learned a lesson in, with, the, with the third location that, you know, we were very reluctant to take any inventory. We wanted to really keep it at a bare minimum, you know, make it a showroom concept as much as possible, but offering all of the same products at the same time, which is not easy. And we wanted to see how the clients would react in, in the South Shore and based on their demand, see what we actually do need to stock versus taking the whole, you know, gamut. You know, when you're talking about stock, it's a it's a huge dilemma for many entrepreneurs and many businesses. What do I carry? How much do I carry? How much do I buy? And I imagine that the number of, of SKUs or product lines that you have is immense. How are you translating that into your new locations? What have you learned or what are you doing a little differently in this one versus the others? Well, this this store, like Ottawa, is feeding off uh, the inventory, the the ex- expansive uh, inventory in, in the Montreal location. Uh, so we're not really, I mean, we're being a lot more selective in our buying and making sure we uh, don't, we not so much bring in uh, the quantity, but the quality. And we want to make sure that what we're buying uh, is going to have a high turnover. And uh, uh, instead of you know, we're being more selective in our in our purchasing. But are you doing that normally? I mean, with buying the economy downturn, have yes. you become a lot more selective with your purchasing and your buying the quantities, etc.? Across all three locations, yes. Uh, most of the buying just is is done through the Montreal location anyway. But uh, with the economy the way it has been and the way it is, you know, everyone has to make sure every business person has to be very wary of, you know, what they're bringing in. It will turn over and have a great ratio of turnover because. The cost of goods today is not what it once was, and we we do monitor. We we try to choose less. You know, if we're going to buy certain SKUs, we try to stock less colors, perhaps, or we try to mix and match as much as possible. And as clients demand, we we do have to kind of expand. You know, because customers are demanding more and more. Whether it's ready-made panels, whether it's you know in-stock hardware, there is the demand for it. But it's just a matter of you know we are the experts, so we do have an idea of what would sell versus what wasn't. But having a team, having the family behind you, it allows you to be more selective and take on more educated buys. What has been your best marketing technique? What's worked for you the best in thinking about over the last 65 years? Again, that wasn't you, but or all you, but what has worked the best for this company and what's going to work the best? Well, I think... Uh, this company has a great advantage over the Ottawa store because, you know, with this, the, the South Shore locations in a market that's CNM is at least branded to, to, to most people. So most of the branding was done in the past. And now we could focus more on call to action advertising through the radio. And that's tremendous for us. And anytime we have a grand opening, we had a grand opening sale or anytime there's any kind of, you know, promotions we want customers to be, be made aware of or kind of still product knowledge we want them to be made aware of. The radio is the number one call to action. And in the future, we are going to try to get, you know, 
heavier and stronger on our social media and try to find ways to be creative with our advertising. It, you know, Dan, and as, as we talk to entrepreneurs that grow their business at open different locations, there's so much that they have to take into consideration. And it's, and it's about the marketing. It's about the human resource, which you didn't even get to. And, and it's about the financing because growth comes at a cost. You have to know your clients. You have to know your area and you have to know your customer. And, uh, and as I think we mentioned at the very beginning of the show, the summer was spent by John and Matt really trying to learn about all these areas to be as effective as possible when they come in. It takes planning. Entrepreneurs cannot downplay that enough. It takes a lot of planning. And, uh, and part of that is when you're expanding, you've got to deal with the IT and you've got to deal with the technology and how to make sure all stores are talking to each other uh, in the right frame of mind. Very intimidating, and uh, Kevin Ammerman, the IT director at Florlanda, will help us uh, walk through that. If your business is expanding, your computer should expand too, and Kevin will explain that after the break. Inspiring stories from outstanding business people, Dan Delmar, along with Josh Miller of Fuller Landau, and our guests this evening, Jonathan and Matthew Auger from CNM Textiles, and we also bring into the conversation the IT director over at Fuller Landau, Kevin Ammerman. Welcome back, Kevin. Hello. So we're talking about expanding as uh, as CNM has, and of course, if you are expanding, opening up new locations, that requires new software, new networks, and uh, you got to have your computers communicate, for lack of a better term. Uh, so tell us what are some of the challenges in expanding your IT network along with the rest of your business? Well, it really depends on the kind of business you're in and the environment you're in. Uh, these guys here at uh, CNM, they're in a lucky place being that they have multiple locations and they can uh, occasionally try out some new things in their stores and, and see how things go. Um, most businesses don't, don't have that luxury, so they got to find uh, basically uh, find a solution that they can trust and put into place quickly and carry on with it. And that really comes down to finding a good provider, somebody that's uh, knowledgeable about the systems that are going into place and uh, making sure that it, it works the first time so that they can minimize the downtime. Now, is it have to do with, with what happens in different locations? Because different locations, sometimes you want, you have the accounting system in a central, or some, maybe a lot of the MIS systems in a central location, but everybody's got to talk. Is that something difficult to set up? Uh, in the past, it has been. These days, uh, technology has come a long way, so we've got good internet connections. The connections are reliable, and uh, it really depends on the, on the type of systems you're setting up again. So if it's uh, an ERP system that demands constant uh, communication and you've got to synchronize inventory between multiple locations, then you've got to uh, count on your system a lot more than you are if you're uh, a smaller operation or in a different business. If it's not so uh, retail-centric, if you're not carrying an inventory, sometimes all you need is email to communicate between those offices. Is it easy to just plug in a couple of computers and go, or is there really more to it? It really requires a lot of thought. So making sure that all of your locations are on the same page, that you're using the same systems, and that the communication between the, the locations is transparent. Uh, you don't want your users to have to worry about that kind of thing. You want it to just work. And if you're, especially if you have staff that's mobile, you're, you're going from one location to another, um, you want to make sure that they can, they can just step up to a computer and, and carry on. You don't, have to, you don't want them to think about these things. Now, should businesses expect downtime during these these add-ons, these expansions, or can you really be smooth and up and running pretty quick? You got to try to make it 100% uptime. Um, again, these days, the the systems that uh, have matured to the degree that uh, we can do things in a pretty transparent manner. So, unless you're talking about actually physically replacing people's computers, um, usually they don't even notice. The users can just carry on. Uh, again, if it's a if it's a larger system, if it's a major overhaul, if you're putting into a place a new CRM system or something like this, uh, there's going to be an impact, but it's usually a training impact, so it's not necessarily downtime. Uh, CRM being? 
uh, client relationship management systems. Uh, it's similar to an ERP, but it's more uh, uh, an ERP is an enter enterprise resource planning system. Uh, CRM, you're, you're dealing with clients and the management of clients and the information. And with an ERP, you're, you're dealing about uh, products and workflows and, and ordering systems and, and inventory and, and this kind of thing. Jonathan, uh, Matt, how, what were your experiences opening up new locations uh, when it comes to IT and getting all that set up? Well, with uh, with people like Kevin around, uh, he sure makes things a lot easier for the uh, not so computer savvy. Um, he uh, well, we basically set up a, set up a network, and uh, he's, he did a flawless job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it didn't require a lot of uh, a lot of technical skills, so that you had someone guide you through the whole process. No, well, he he. Well, he guided us through, and it was uh, pretty pretty efficient. Uh, in our line of business, it was just like uh, Kevin was saying, it was important for us to be able to communicate across the three stores so that, you know, if we can't be as present in one store at all times, then at least we could share some information across all three locations, and that, you know, really helped us. And I think one, one of the issues, one, sometimes entrepreneurs, th what they don't know, they don't know. So they could be sitting with, a bunch of old computers and they want to expand and they're not sure if the new stuff will be compatible uh, and what about security so I think when we come back from the break we'll we'll pick uh, Kevin's brain about compatibility of old systems versus new systems and how we can get them talking to each other efficiently and of course we end the show as we do on every edition with advice for today's entrepreneur that's next 756 and uh, Josh, we're talking to Matthew and Jonathan Noje from CNM Textiles and Kevin Ammerman from uh, Florlando, the IT department there, about expanding and having your IT networks expand with your business. And the compatibility of systems. If you have old systems and new systems, is it difficult to manage them, for want of a better term, talking with each other? Yes, 100% yes. It's uh, trying to maintain multiple systems. Uh, especially an older system and trying to move that older information into a new system is not fun. Uh, it takes a lot of planning and you got to make sure that you've got the right uh, right solution in place that you're moving towards, especially uh, as you're growing and getting multiple locations. Um, you got to make sure that you make the right choice before you roll this out or else you're going to have some very unhappy employees and customers. And the customers will see it. They'll, they'll see the effects right away. Uh, if you're not able to give them the information they need when they want it, as they're standing in line and lining up with the cash register, they're not going to be happy. Is there such thing as you need to update your systems if you really want everything to talk together? Can it, can an eight-year-old computer talk to a brand new computer? Uh, yeah, yeah. In terms of age of the computers, they can, but you got to be careful. You got to think, okay, have I got my money's worth out of this computer? And if it dies tomorrow, how bad a trouble am I going to be in? Uh, so a little bit of proactive maintenance, a little bit of planning, making sure your backups are good, and uh, making sure that you're you're flexible so that if that computer does give up the ghost, you can you can move on to a new one with the again with minimum downtime. So many issues when it comes to expanding and dealing with your IT properly. But as we come to the end of the show, I'm going to turn to John and Matt and ask each one of them, what piece of advice would you give to today's entrepreneur? John? Make sure you have a good team around you and plan ahead. Matt? I would say you have an idea and you have uh, the ambition. You just go for it. Get the ball rolling. Take the necessary steps. And as John said, get a, get a team behind you and... And just go for it. Well, that's great. Dan, you know, for our first show back, uh, you know, and I always end with some sort of takeaway. What, what kind of I grab out of the discussion that we had? And I must say this one isn't obvious, but I hope the listeners got it. And it's about respect and it's about humility. It's about knowing where you come from. It's about knowing what, what you have to learn growing up. It's not about having a chip on your shoulder. It's not about having a, a certain amount of 
I'm an, a sense of entitlement. Mm -hmm. It's learning about the business, making it yours, making it your passion, taking it out, and even expanding and helping grow, contributing to the family business and not having just assume it's your own. And I think John and Matt today have exemplified what it means to take that to heart and not just not just say, you know, dad, uncle, whatever, you gave it to me, I'm going to run with it. There's a level of respect. There's a certain amount of understanding, and they've portrayed that excellently. Jonathan and Matthew Auger from CNM Textiles. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And Kevin Ammerman from the IT department at Fuller Landau. Thank you for your insights on all things computing. Thank you. And uh, Josh will be back uh, in two weeks, next month, uh, a week from Monday, 7 p.m. here on CJAD. You can reach Fuller Landau during business hours at 514-875-2865 or visit www.flmontreal.com.